Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome back to India on 99.94 Cricket Every Day. As always, I'm Nikesh Rugani, host of this podcast, alongside my co-host Sarah Waris of Wisden over in India. And uh, India on 99.94 is your home for India content. And we'll be dropping onto your podcast feed on YouTube and on the 99.94 app several times every week. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation. And Sarah, today... We're going to be talking about uh, India's first T20 international against Australia. First of three matches in that series. We'll be discussing Kale Rahul at the top, finding some form, playing like we always know and and knew that he could play like, uh, you know, with that strike rate up there, the intent that he showed. Is he finally back to the Kale Rahul that uh, we all know and love from a few years ago in T20 internationals? Uh, Lots to get through in terms of uh, the game itself, of course, from the batting point of view, everything was fine. Hardik Bandia, is he better as a finisher or a top-order batter? Like he, he plays that role, of course, for the Gujarat Titans coming in at three or four. There has always been a finisher for the Mumbai Indians when he was uh, at that franchise and for India. Which position suits him better? He finished well yesterday. Is that the position for him? And then the bowling was quite disappointing, wasn't it? Akshar Patel, he was outstanding. Is he better is he a better option in T20Is than Ravi Jadeja? And the death bowling once again disappointing. Bhuvanesh Rukumar, is he that guy? Should he be doing it? So, so let's let's kick off then, Sarah. Lots to get through. Um, India batting first in that first T20, then against Australia, and and it all went pretty well, apart from you know a couple of early lost wickets. But you know, with Kale Rahul finding form, Hardik Bandia, seventy-one off thirty balls as well, two hundred and eight. Good target. It was a good pitch, um, so it was probably just above par what they got on that. But let, let's kick off with KL Rahul then. Great to see him playing like that. Yeah, and you know, again, yesterday he scored 55 in 35 balls. And all this while, it just makes you wonder if he can bat that way. Why is he batting the way he is in the IPL? Why is he striking at 120 in the IPL? Um, I don't know if you heard the press conference, his press conference before the match. Uh, he spoke about his strike rate uh, and he said that he is working towards improving his strike rate. This is, you know, such a... Uh, stark contrast to the time when he had said that, you know, strike rate is overrated in T20Is. So, uh, you know, saying that he's working on his strike rate and the next match he comes out and he scores 55 in 35 with a with brilliant sixes, you know, those flicks he scored. So it just makes you wonder why he has not been batting that way in the IPL and that IPL form coming into his um, approach for India also. So we've all know what he's capable of, but I would like to ask you, throw that question to you. Why do you think he's batting that way in the IPL? You know, what I feel it's it's probably you know that he somehow feels he's the most important member in the team, and because of that, he has to bat through the innings. So uh, is it that 
he when he was in Punjab, yeah, he said that the coach management wanted him to bat that yeah. way, but he came to Lucknow the same way. So why do you think? Uh, he does in bad so well look he's he's the captain so captaincy affects people in different ways doesn't it and and all of a sudden you feel that responsibility on your shoulders perhaps and you know you don't want to be throwing your wicket away and and playing a rash shot and sometimes look in t20 cricket it doesn't matter who you are whether you're chris gale whether you're ab de villiers you will get out playing a big shot and you will look stupid and you will get criticised. And if you're from India, you'll get criticised even more because there's over a billion eyes on you at all times when you're out there. So it, it could just be that, that the fact that, you know, captaincy has had that burden on him in the IPL in recent times. And, and he's felt he's he's got to play that role. And, and he was sort of instructed by the Punjab management to, to do that and, and be that anchor of the innings and you know, it worked in terms of scoring the runs, didn't work in terms of scoring the runs quickly and, and quickly enough for the team and for himself as well. So, look, it's 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 difficult when he can bat like that. It's, it's the frustration. I think the fact that we've been talking about him in recent times so much, it's it's more the frustration, isn't it, that he can do it, but he just isn't. And, and you know, in, internationally, he has done it more often than not in the past, but in recent times hasn't found his form at all. And yesterday, you're right, those those flick shots, I mean, it was just the whips over mid-wicket. Outstanding to see. And if he can play like that, then uh, India stand a very good chance of, of doing well in the T20 World Cup in Australia, at least with the bat. Mm-hmm. At least with the bat. Yeah. And it was great, wasn't it, to, to see not only Kale Rahul, at the top of the order. Look, we, we talked about Surika Maryadev and, and perhaps the inconsistency there, but to see him coming back with his 46 off 25 and, and playing some wonderful shots. Yeah, the way he got out, you know, wasn't the timing wasn't great, of course. Uh, but then Hardik Bandia took over as well, 71 from 30. And, and you've got Sky now as almost, I, I know he comes in at number four, but he's kind of your half finisher because sometimes he he comes in in the, in the second part of the innings as well. And, he he can do both jobs, can't he? He can bat at the top of the order, he, he can set the platform or he can finish. And then you've got somebody like a Hardik Bandia coming in as well and doing that job. We'll, we'll get on to DK in just a moment as well when we're talking about finishers. But Hardik, 71 from 30, three sixes to finish off the innings as well. This is the Hardik Bandia that uh, we, we saw at the Mumbai Indians so mm. often, didn't we, in the past uh, with with that finishing capability? Yeah, and um, he's just one of the best. India have missed him and he's been showing it again and again why he was missed and why like probably no one, they tried out so many options, but no one, they didn't even find a player who could come close to replacing him. So yeah, he's just one of the greatest T20I cricketers from India. And yeah, it's just great that he's back and in some form it's it's brilliant do, do would you then say that hardik bandit is better in that role because we you know look the indian top order is is there's a huge traffic jam isn't there to try and maneuver your way into the side in that top order is this the best position for him in uh, t20 internationals for india yeah um, uh- any day, they already have Surakumar, as you said, he's number four, he can finish off the innings and, you know, with uh, Hardik Pandya number five or 
even six he can be that finisher uh he is that finisher uh so to say uh with gujarat i think that you know he had a more different role to play so uh gujarat during the auctions they didn't have the best you know the attacking openers and even the middle order lower middle order with david miller tevatia no one would have expected they would get that kind of a form going into uh, like through the tournament so hardik pandya i think his role was a little different in the ipl he took on the role purposely of that anchor and you know just setting the platform and once like the tournament started he saw that miller and tevatia found that kind of form he you know just laid the foundation and then uh, yeah the rest the middle order was able to do but with na uh, with him having that finisher role here it's just wonderful to see more than uh, more than anything is wonderful to see how he can switch gears you know he can be the top order player he can be the finisher have a strike rate of 230 odd yesterday which was just brilliant uh, he can have a strike rate of 130 also at number 4 and you know he's just a all-rounded uh, cricketer bats anywhere he can bat anywhere he's a brilliant fielder uh, he can bowl consistently uh, consistently so you know just um, yeah the anchor the finisher just everything combined and yeah i had said earlier that he can be one of the uh, greatest players from india in the format and i stand by it a few off days but yeah just brilliant to see Where would you rate right. him? Yeah, like. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's he's certainly got the capability to to be one of India's greatest ever T Twenty international cricketers. He's he's got to be a finisher, hasn't mm-hmm. he? And, and he's got to be that part time bowling option yeah. as well. That that impact bowler, not not maybe a part timer, but an impact bowler. It doesn't necessarily have to bowl the four overs, um, but th- that is his best role. And and you need the three seamers, I feel, alongside him, especially in Australia with the World Cup. Coming up as well, and then Sarah DK as well. That's the big question that a lot of people were asking. Uh, just, just briefly. I mean, look, he's he's meant to be the finisher in the side, but when you've got him due to come in in the batting order with six overs remaining, like it was yesterday. I mean, there's this obsession, isn't it, that DK has to come yeah. in after 16 overs. He can only bat in the in the final four overs i mean this is the dk that's batted in basically every position uh, in that top 7 or 8 for india since he made his debut way back when he he's a good enough player to be able to come in with six overs remaining surely and and that would give him the the better opportunity to get himself set for a few balls as well before he then ultimately tees off is there a lot of pressure on somebody like a dk there there's a lot of media hype He's our finisher. He's the man. He's going to come in in the final overs, and he's going to tee off, and and we're going to get to this big total because we've got somebody like DK. There's a lot of pressure on him from that standpoint, anyway. And then when you're coming in with just two or three overs remaining every single time, that is a lot of pressure on this man, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at at some stats, and you know, he's uh, played 15 innings, and he's faced more than 10 balls in just five of those. So it just shows. probably they are not utilizing him well enough yesterday akshar patel walked in at 13.3 overs uh do you think why wouldn't have dinesh kartik been a better option then you know yeah, akshar patel scored uh, 6 in 
but then kartik could have easily scored those six runs in five balls and then possibly he would have had a better chance to tee off and score at least uh, 10 15 20 runs in the death overs you know just get his eye in say uh, just uh, you know just, yeah just get his eye in and give him the opportunity to uh, get a few more runs give him and india the opportunity to get a few more runs akshar patel is brilliant with the bat he shown it in the ipl but you know uh, if you want that finisher in the team because that's why you have dinesh kartik in your side you have him to finish off the innings but consistently throwing him after 16 17 overs um it's like you know then why do you have a one dimensional player so to say in the team why not then rather have rishabh pant in the side for the left handed quota and you know then he can bat up the order also if you anyway are sending akshar patel higher up the order then why not have someone like rishabh pant instead so yeah it's just been baffling and not only that a couple of other captaincy um selections and all the moves and all they have been a little baffling also so yeah, yeah. they have they have and we will come on to akshar patel in a moment because he was outstanding with the ball but just before we do you're listening to cricket's conversation on 99.9 for whatever your team we have the show for you on your podcast well almost whatever your team we we are coming out with the new podcast here on 99.9 for all the time uh, available as a podcast on YouTube or on the 99.94 app at the moment we've got uh, us here with India of course South Africa West Indies and now Sri Lanka more to come as well if you want to find the best way uh, of following us uh, is on social media 9994 dm or you can download the 99.94 app or google 99.94 and uh, you'll find us there. We speak cricket and we'll be here as I say several times a week and uh, we are at the moment now discussing Akshar Patel who look Akshar Akshar Patel the batter is he's capable but he's no Jadeja in that respect. Is he a better option though to have in the side because as a bowler he is much 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 I'll probably add another much more effective than Jadeja in T20 internationals. He's proven it in the IPL. He's proven it whenever he's been given an opportunity with India. And three for seventeen from his four overs. He's brilliant against left-handers as yeah. well, which is unusual for a left-arm orthodox spinner who's you know tends to because he doesn't turn the ball that much. It's all about zip. It's the, it's the odd bit of turn, and we saw a couple gripping and turning yesterday as well. but it's more the variations in speed and and flight and and all that kind of stuff and the lengths that he bowls which causes problems for the batters and makes it difficult for them to score ultimately i i would say he's a much better bowler than jadeja in this format but does jadeja give you too much more with bat and in the field and it's interesting actually with the field cuz um freddy wild who's uh, who works for crickbiz um the, the you know who everybody kind of uses uh, for their data purposes these days was suggesting that the same sort of thing that jadeja on average saves you less than a run a game in the field of course you know those stats and how you get those stats is difficult to judge is it just him saving a run or just does the presence of him in the field make batters not want to go for twos and and he might end up saving a few more than that He can take brilliant catches of course 
just just the fact he's it there in the outfield can lift everybody else, can lift the rest of the fielders as well. So you, it's more than I suppose just saving that 0.86 runs or whatever it is that he saves. You know, factually based on how they get those stats, is is probably a little bit more than that. Is he so valuable as a fielder, as a batter, and just as a presence in that dressing room that he has to play? if he's fit or is Akshar Patel the better option in this format? Um, as a fielder, yeah, Jadeja, obviously one of the best in the world. Yesterday we saw India, we spoke about the fielding standards of the women's team yesterday. The men's team also showed that their fielding is just abysmal. They dropped <laughs> oh, terrible catches and, you know, uh, three, uh, three chances, yeah. yeah. After a point, it just was laziness. Yeah, they they had all the, on commentary. They were saying that it's tougher, to, uh, tougher while fielding in Mohali because the lights are lower. But that KL Rahul miscatch, it, that that was just laziness to me. That was you know just he didn't move fast enough. That was just laziness. Yeah. Um, you spoke about uh, Jadeja on the obviously on the field. He's one of the best, but. Bowling wise, you know, um, uh, yeah. Again, I was looking at some stats, and this year alone, Jadeja has a strike rate of thirty-two point four in T Twenty Is, which means that he, on average, is not even taking a wicket or uh, every match. Uh, Akshar, on the other hand, has a strike rate of seventeen point nine. So you know, uh, he is that uh, wicket taker that India have wanted. And it's not that he's played a few matches. He's played around uh, 17 matches this year. So, you know, he's been that consistent wicket-taker for India, uh, with Chehel also struggling. You know, India needs someone like an Akshar Patel in the middle overs, and he can bowl in the power play also, to, you know, just uh, take a few wickets because the fast bowling has been inconsistent also. So with Jadeja also not picking wickets, uh, it will only pile on the pressure. Uh, what works for Akshar is that, you know, he's taller, so um, uh, he gets more help or uh, he gets more assistance on surfaces that are not as helpful for the spinners. Um, and also with the bat, like, yeah, uh, Jadeja is not the best against spin in the middle overs and Akshar has overall a better uh, record against spin in the middle overs. Uh, Jadeja has a strike rate of around 80 uh, against spin, all kinds of spin in the middle overs, which, you know, is just not good enough. And with India already pushing back DK for the end overs, they will consistently promote either Akshar or Jadeja if he's, if he's in the team. So might as well have Akshar in the or side. Or Ashwin. Yeah, or Ashwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, but... I somehow <laughs> Probably feel not. I'm joking. You know, I somehow Probably feel not. it's going not, to be not between, international. I somehow feel it's going to be between I hope it's between Ashwin and Chehel now because Chehel um his performances have gone unnoticed, but yeah overall we'll get to that probably later on this we'll series. dive into yeah. that properly uh, maybe after this series yeah. is finished about so, Chehel and we'll, we'll see how he goes in the next couple of matches. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah. It's, I, I I get exactly what what you're saying there in terms of the actual stats overall. I mean, you look at somebody like a Jadeja. Let, let's go for all T20 matches mm. because it's basically for for Indian cricketers, it's IPL, yeah. a few domestic Indian games and internationals as well. The international 
sample size isn't too bad. Berkshire, he's, he's only played the 27 matches as opposed to Jadeja's 64. So there's a, there's a big disparity there. In terms of all T20 matches then, Jadeja, 292 matches. This is with the ball. 194 wickets. So that's, you know, the yeah. ratio is is not particularly good there. Economy rate, 7.56. And, and the overall career average as well, 30 0.67 strike rate 24.3 over his entire career and it's it's basically the same in T20 internationals I know in recent times it's it's gone up the strike rate there but basically you know it's 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 staying quite similar through his uh his whole career there when you look at somebody like uh, Anaksha Patel T20s overall 193 matches 164 wickets a much better ratio in terms of wickets to matches there uh, average 28.26, economy rate 6.9, and the strike rate very similar as well, 24.5. And, and that goes down a lot in internationals, actually, for Aksha Patel to 21.4 overall as well. So he seems to raise his game whenever he's played in the internationals in terms of taking wickets, at least, and the economy is very similar as well around that seven runs and over mark. Um, so, you know, overall, as a bowler, you might be thinking, you know, Akshar Patel is is your better option in terms of the batting as well. Just as you know, we're, we're discussing the the place between the two in the eleven. Um, Akshar Patel, look, he's got a strike rate of one hundred and thirty one in T twenties overall, top score of seventy. Yeah, he's only got the two fifties, but he bats way down uh, low in the order as well. Uh, he's he's got over two thousand runs in T twenty cricket, so certainly more than capable with the bat. And then you look at somebody like a Jadeja, his strike rate, having played a lot more matches, is 128.5. He's got over 3,000 runs, 3,169, but he tends to come up a lot higher in the order as well. So he's got the opportunity to to score those more runs. Obviously, he's played a lot more matches as well, nearly 100 more than Akshar Patel. So even as a batter, you could argue based on their careers in T20 cricket, and these are long careers we're talking about as well, you know, nearly 200 matches for one, nearly 300 for the other, a good sample size to go on. And uh, Akshar, slightly better strike rate, slightly more intent maybe when he bats as well, certainly in the IPL, that's that's what we see. You know, the Chennai Super Kings, Jadeja's role has never been to come in and dictate and play that Dhoni role of old, has it? And just smash everyone at the end. He's he's more the glue that holds the side together. So based on all that, as a finisher, you you might argue somebody like Anuksha Patel, given a run in the side, and you know let him get more comfortable with the environment and his role that he's playing down there in the order, just might be a better option. Who knows? Who knows? Do you, do, yep. do you think the selectors will agree? That's the big question. Oh, oh, just before I answer that question, you know, this IPL also, a small sample size, one season, but this IPL, he had an average of 45 with a strike rate of 151, which, you know, that consistency was there throughout the season. He scored 182 runs, which is by far, uh, okay, he made more in 2015, uh, but yeah, after that, it's the highest that he scored. So, he is making uh, improvements in his uh, bowling also. Uh, bowling as well as batting uh you've spoken about the selectors i really don't know what the selectors are thinking you know so i can't say anything on that going back to umesh yadav taking a thousand steps back uh 
resting Arshdeep saying a 23-year-old just three weeks before the World Cup. I don't know what the selectors are thinking and I don't, I can't predict what what they want in the future. Also, I don't think anyone can. So that's, yeah. yeah. I'll t- tell you two, two cricketers that India could have done with um, or just, just overall, not, not just yesterday, but just in this T20 side, they were... Uh, they were both there to unveil their the stands, which were named after them at the Mohali Stadium, both from Punjab, of course, Yuvraj Singh, Harbhajan Singh as well. Uh, it was it was great to see both of those two there, T20 World Cup winners, of course, in 07 and legends of, of not just this format, but just of Indian cricket. I, I liked Budgie's outfit. Budgie's, he's, he's stepped up his game, hasn't he, in terms of his fashion. It was the, the sort of the sky blue suit, with the white T-shirt, the blue bug as well, uh, looked look very smart. White, you know, fresh, fresh trainers as well. Which I'm not a big fan of trainers and suits, but it kind of worked the the way he was rocking it. And then UV coming in with his BCCI blazer and, and looking a, a bit more formal and stuff. Um, but it was it was great to see both of them. Um, I mean, we'll we'll come on to the the spinners in a moment. But somebody like a Herbajan Singh would would be. Uh, like Goldust right now, if he was in his prime bowling in in T Twenty cricket, we we could certainly do with with a bit of glittering there. Yeah. And, and somebody like a UV, that left hander that that India are searching for in that middle order, uh, what a player he was as well. But uh, I, I digress. We should talk about the uh, the death bowling. And uh, just before we do, once again, you know, we we really appreciate. Uh, all the listeners that have tuned in on ninety nine point nine four, uh, if if you haven't seen, we've we've sort of made it to the the top of the charts uh, in in Indian cricket podcast circles in recent times, and uh, we thank you all for listening. Uh, but we do need you to a keep listening, but just interact with us, leave reviews as well uh, when you're listening to the podcast, whether it be on Apple, on Spotify, if you're watching on YouTube as well, leave a comment, and uh, I promise in the next episode. We will try and get through uh, a few of your comments uh, and, and give you a few shout outs as well. And uh, if you love the language of cricket and want more, then just head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all about our podcasts and uh, our cricket commentary as well, which is a new thing that uh, we've started to do. We're adding new shows all the time. We're covering cricket series from all over the world. And uh, if you want to be the first to hear any announcements from us, then you can follow us on social media. 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. Right then, death bowling, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. It's like mm-hmm. an oxymoron, isn't it? These days, it just doesn't go together. It's, yeah. it's, they've tried it and it's not happening and surely they need to step away from this, don't they? Yeah. Yesterday, he bowled very predictable lines. He gave away four wides in the death. Uh, like he bowled two overs in the death and he gave away four rides, which is unexpe- unexpe- unacceptable f- uh, for a player of, you know, his caliber and his experience. And yeah, there were no Yorkers. He was just all over the place. And it's not just a one-off. We've seen it in the um, the Asia Cup against Pakistan, against Sri Lanka, again yesterday. And... M- so more than that, I'm just like, you know, Ro- again, this, I feel it comes down to Rohit Sharma again. Like, you know, he's not the greatest death bowler. So why are you consistently bowling him in the death? Is it because, you know, he's experienced and you have to back experience. But then if something is not working consistently with the World Cup so near, 
surely you have to you know now settle in on the roles okay bhuvi will bowl the first uh, like he'll bowl out in the first 10 12 overs and then the death bowlers will come into the play uh yeah bumrah is in there arshdeep is in there surprisingly i don't know why he's rested um but yeah just um probably roles not defined or more well it's yeah. he's almost living off his past isn't he yeah. because he he was that death bowler in his early days he could bowl at the top bowl at the death and was quite effective at doing both the game has changed obviously as well since he began his career so that might have something to do with it he he just as you say is bowling too predictably isn't nailing those yorkers it's it's always the same thing the wide mm. line and the, the same lengths and it's just it's so one dimensional and uh, it's it's frustrating to see because you, you know what's going to happen there's a tight game then all of a sudden bhuvi comes on and yesterday it wasn't just bhuvi harsha patel got taken to the cleaners as well uh, which was unfortunate um and when you got two guys there who just bhuvi's not a, de- a specialist death bowler anymore he may have been in the past he's not anymore when you've got two guys like that who are not specialist death bowlers and some might argue harshal is at times in the ipl and and he didn't quite find he, you know he wasn't nailing his yorkers and he bowls from an awkward height and his slower ball is usually quite loopy and you know you think it's going to be a full toss then it dips and then the batters are you know often quite fooled by the fact that it's a block hole delivery and that can sometimes fox the batters at the other end he wasn't quite finding that rhythm yesterday but you know with with such little time to go until the t20 world cup they can't afford to give harshal a run at bowling at the death they've got to go bhuvi and arshdeep and and maybe in that instance then harshal misses out on the side altogether or do you go harshal to bowl at the top and in the middle and and drop bhuvi i mean bhuvi is probably too effective and and i suppose he's finding his rhythm at least with the new ball that you can't drop him so so it looks as though harshal's going to be the one to miss out in terms of the seamers in australia would would you agree with that yeah um harshal has done well in the death for rcb and he's taken a lot of wickets but for india you know his stra- uh, economy rate in the death is almost 11 and he's not really a wicket taker also in the death so um yeah harshdeep had an economy of around 7 in the ipl this year and has been brilliant um uh, in his limited chances obviously bumrah is there and harshdeep also offers that left handed angle and also um yeah i would still want bhuvi up front bhuvi still uh, is effective when the with the new ball can get the ball to swing and he's bowled 60% of his uh, deliveries uh, in the power play so you know he is that specialist power play kind of a bowler he has been bowling in the death because asia cup there was no bumrah there was no uh, harshal even yesterday uh, there was no arshdeep there was no bumrah so india had to fill in that uh, you know that uh, vacancies so to say uh but yeah i would still have bumrah up front complete his overs by um, 10 12 by the 12th over maybe and then get in you know bumrah and arshdeep and towards the end with hardik as the fourth seamer and um, yeah 
Yeah, I think that's that. That's probably the way they're going to go. And then, yeah, Hardik and we will talk about the specialist spinners' role as well. I mean, Akshar Patel was was playing yesterday as well as Jahel, but will they play two spinners in Australia? That remains to be seen. If they don't, are they leaving themselves light in terms of uh, bowling and and just going in with with five bowlers? Because none of the top order these days, you know, we haven't got the Gangulis and the Sewags and even the Tendorkas to to roll their arm over if needs be. So interesting, interesting selection dilemmas yeah. ahead of the World Cup. And uh, they'll, I'm sure, experiment once again, maybe in the next couple of T20s with Australia. We'll keep across them and we'll be back with you very shortly. That's all we've got time for on this episode, though. Thank you very much for listening and see you soon. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually. And you can follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikesh Raghani and Sarah is at Swaris16. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. And you can also follow our network at 99.94DM on social media. Remember, if you love cricket, then we are the home of Cricket Audio. Follow us for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at hitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. <laughs>